The opinions and views expressed in this video are purely for entertainment purposes and not for investment advice. Good afternoon, goons. Welcome back to another episode of Jack of All Trades. I'm here with Kaylin and Sam as always. And today we're going to cover... Uh, fuck. I don't know what this one's going to be covering. Whatever we want. Whatever we want. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to break the internet right now with a piece of, uh, with a piece of truth. Did you know that fair is is a made up thing? Fair, what's fair? <laughs> like, like, well, what is fair? The concept of fair is a human construct. Oh, There's no such fairness, a, you mean? Fairness, yeah. It's, oh, okay. There's no fairness in what fucking law, you know, of nature is fair. It's no fair. It's human. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's a construct. Yeah. So it's like, if you say it's not fair, it's like, oh, well, my word is like, well, who cares? Like, yeah, what? So what? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not a law of physics. It's not yeah. supposed to be fair. Yeah, well, you can say that about anything, right? Like, why does why does this person make this much money a year, and this person in another position makes this much money, and you have two people in the same position, and one's making more money than the other? You know, like it's it's like that everywhere, right? And that's exactly the point. It's like the minute you start to accept that it's not fair, I think is the minute people's mindsets will change into towards instead of complaining that the system is rigged, they'll be like, okay, well, what can I do knowing that it's not fair? What can right. I do within the framework that I'm given, right? But that, that's that's in my that in my opinion is the difference between someone who's willing to to accept and move on as opposed to someone like like it, it comes down to, you know like like it's it comes down to like you know happiness right at the end of the day it's like it, the people that drive themselves the most nuts are the ones that latch onto things that they can't change right it's like you know at the, at the most basic example it's like oh you know I was supposed to do something today and it's raining and I was supposed to do something outside well you cannot change that you can't change the weather right so you can get as mad as you want you can get super frustrated it's raining it ruined your plans whatever but you can't do anything about it so like you can you can lose your mind all you want you can scream and yell and run around and it's not going to stop raining it's raining just accept yeah. it right it's a, yeah. it's the same thing with with any of this stuff it's like okay you could you know cry and scream and yell and make angry tweets and say oh this isn't fair this person's doing this and this person's doing that like you're like Again, if we look at Nancy Pelosi, just because for whatever reason, everybody latched onto her. This is one person, right? <laughs> You're talking about one person out of how many, like, I don't even know how many people are on the planet now, the 10 odd billion people that are in this world. Okay, this one person is making a whole bunch of money, allegedly doing stuff that's kind of sh kind of shady, right? So, okay, well, that's great. Well, there's probably a guy in the convenience store down the road that's doing some shady stuff who's making a whole bunch of money. Your neighbors are probably doing some shady stuff that's making a whole bunch of money. Like everybody has things that they do that are, you know, kind of questionable, most likely. So, like, what is that going to do to help you? It's not going to do anything. You're just going to irritate yourself and say, "Oh, I'm in my sit." You know, I'm I'm only getting paid, you know, ten bucks an hour to do this job or whatever you're doing, and this person's making so much money, and then they're also getting all these stock picks, so they're making even more money. And like, that's not fair. It's like, yeah, it's okay. It's not fair. Like. What does that matter? Like, what does that matter? Like for me, it's like, okay, I make X amount of dollars. I have X amount of money in the stock market. Well, you know, we got Justin Bieber over here singing some ridiculous new song, making a hundred million dollars overnight. Like, okay, that's sure. That's not fair, but who cares? I don't care. Like good for him. He's making a bunch of money doing what he's doing. He's got fans. That's fine with me. Like, am I jealous? Sure. Like I would love to have that much money. That'd be fantastic. But I'm not going to cry and scream about it. I'm going to figure out 
how I can make money and how I can get to that level and like what I can do and how I can work with these things to make money. So like when you, when you see stuff like that, that's what you have to do. You have to look at it like, okay, this is going on. So what should I do? Like, are, are they announcing their trades? Is there, is there businesses that these particular people seem to be like really involved in what businesses are kind of supporting their campaigns? Let's look into them. Let's see what they're kind of developing. Like, like they're they're obviously inter interconnected in some way. So let's dig into this. Let's see how I can take advantage of this and maybe make the same kind of money that they're making, make the same kind of trades that they're making, and you know, better yourself and just just get along with them. Because if you just sit there and complain and yell and scream, like nothing's ever going to happen. You're just going to drive yourself nuts. You're not going to make any progress. That other person is just going to keep making money. So. It, it it just doesn't do you any good. But the problem is there's so many people in the world that are like that. Like everybody, it's just, it's ease, right? Like it's not easy doing what we do. It's not easy, you know, working at a job and then coming home and working more on stuff that you want to do in your personal life and working on weekends and, you know, not going out and seeing friends and, you know, spending all this time just trying to, to better yourself. It's not easy. It's hard. It's a lot of work. Like, you know, we burn ourselves out all the time, but at the end of the day, like I still wouldn't change it for the world because, I have so much more knowledge. I have so much more just, you know, wealth and, and all these things that, that a lot of people my age don't have because I was willing to sacrifice all those things. And I I've talked to people that are my age and younger than me and older than me. And, you know, they, they ask me questions about, you know, investing and about what I do and this and that. And I'll tell them, you know, this is what a typical week looks like for me. This is, this is what I usually do. This is how much time I put into this. This is how long it took me to learn this. And, They'll they'll just look me right in the eye and be like, oh, well, I'm I'm not doing that, man. That's way too much work. And then they'll turn right around the next day and start complaining about something they don't have and they can't afford. Yeah, and th th that's the only peeve I have. It's like I don't care what people's work ethics are, but I do care if you complain about you know not having anything and it's based on your work ethic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, okay, put it this way: like I can complain that I don't own a hundred million dollar yacht, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would love, I would love to own a hundred million dollar yacht. And like, but like for me, when I talk about stuff like that, it's not me like complaining. It's me going like, man, that'd be so cool. Like, can you imagine? That's not a, that's not a real complaint. Yeah. But like that, that's the thing though, right? Like that's what I'm talking about. It's like, okay. Like I would love to, like, I would love to have this thing, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, ah, oh, this sucks. You know, Bill Gates or whatever, just bought a new yacht and I can't afford one. Like I'm just going to, storm around and pout and be miserable all day because he he has this thing and i don't i have to go to my stupid job and i'm just upset and it's like what is the point in that like why, why can't you just like pick yourself up work hard like all of us i shouldn't say all of us most of us basically start from zero right like you're you're a kid you graduate high school maybe you go to university or college maybe you don't but you, you come out of school really with no money you come out of school with no money you have whatever level of education you have and then you start Right. Like some people get advantages. Some people get money or jobs or whatever from their parents or relatives or connections or whatever. So yes. Some people start 10, 20, 30 years ahead of where the, the majority of the population do. But most of us start at zero. So everybody's starting at the same spot. Whatever happens after that is up to you. Right. Like, I mean, we were talking about um, my wife was telling me the story about, uh, you know, Live Fit, the clothing brand. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> So really big clothing brand. I don't know how much it's worth. Like I would say definitely like tens of millions of dollars. Like it's, it's right up there with like Gymshark kind of thing. Like it's a, it's a massive fitness clothing brand. 
And the guy that started it, to my understanding, grew up like in the ghetto of, I think, L.A. or California or something like that. So he, he grew up in the ghetto, no money. And the guy, basically what he started doing was he started making, he started making like gang t-shirts. So like what would happen is like when people, when people would kill each other in the gang wars, he would make like commemorative t-shirts for these people, like, you know, remembering their lives and he would sell them to all the families and, you know, to, to, to remember like, you know, his buddies and his friends that were getting killed and all these horrible things. And through that, he basically started literally on the streets, like out of his car and worked his way all the way up to this massive empire of a business. Now he's moved out, he has a big house and, you know, hundreds of employees and all this stuff. And like, you know, I, I probably don't have all the facts exactly right, but that's the basis of the story. So if, if someone like that can do that and get to that level, you know, if you're starting in a good neighborhood and you went to school and you had a good education and all this stuff and all these advantages that so many people don't have. Well, if you're still going to sit there and complain that somebody else has more than you or somebody else has a better, you know, better life than you or more advantages or they're doing, you know, sketchy trading stuff and making more money. Well, you know, that's, that, those just aren't the kind of people that you want to talk to because they're just going to drag you down. Right. Like there's there's no reason to be around that kind of energy. So it, it's just, it's up to the I think you just made me realize something. I think you just made me realize why these guys are so sour. Because most of the people complaining are from middle-class families. They can afford to stay, stay at home, not worry about food, not worry about shelter, and complain about this stuff. So I'm wondering if deep down inside, they know how pathetic they are because it's like, I have these advantages that a lot of other people don't have, and I haven't done shit all with it. Yeah, yeah. Could be. I mean, like, it probably comes from a lot of different places, right? Like like I said, like I, you know, I, I, I grew up like, you know, fairly well off. Like, you know, I went to a private school and stuff like that. I have a lot of friends from all different ranges. Like I, I, my friends are people that are hardworking people. They're good people. And it doesn't matter. You know, I don't care where you came from or any, any of that kind of stuff. That doesn't matter. But the bottom line is like, you get all these different types of people, right? So like grow like, like going to a private school and seeing the different walks of people. Like, you know, I went to, I went to school with people that were billionaires, right? Like stupid money. And you see all these different ranges. So like you see people that are like, they're like that, right? They have all the advantages in the world. They get all this stuff. Like, you know, I, I was the only one in my high school that bought their own car because like I worked and I wanted to buy my own car. Everybody else had Escalades and Lamborghinis and, you know, Ford Raptors and all these beautiful cars. And I had my little rusty Ford Ranger, right? And I was super proud of it because I worked my ass off a whole summer to be able to pay for it. And you have all these people like, get this new stuff and then they they cry because it's like oh i only have the new you know bmw x5 it's not an x6 and like that one's so much nicer and like you know you just hear these things and then those are the people that are like oh i don't want to go to class today like this is so dumb why can't i just go home and play video games and like you know you have that level of people wherever they fall in the wealth bracket and then you have other people again wherever they fall in the wealth bracket still in this like you know upper echelon of people like realistically and you have people that are way wealthier than the people that are complaining. And they're the ones that are like, man, like they're starting their own side businesses. They're, they're working on weekends for, you know, 12 bucks an hour at the gas station. Like it, it's just, it, it's totally dependent on the person. So like, in my opinion, based on my own experiences, I, I honestly don't think your upbringing, it, it, it weighs into a point, but I don't think that that is a big factor in how the person like how, how your work ethic comes to be. 
Because again, like we see, you know, if we go right back to that live fit story, you have people in the ghetto who just stay there. They don't work. They don't like, they don't try and get out. Yes. It's, it's the most difficult place to try and get out of for sure. But there's some people that just, you know, they just say, fuck it. I'm here forever. Right. Like this sucks. It's terrible. Like, but yeah, you know, you're, you're, I'm just stuck here. I can't get out for whatever reason. And then you have other people in the exact same situation who work and they get out of it. And then it, it just goes from every level to every level. Then you have the middle class and it's like, okay, you have the same situation. You have some people in there who just complain about everything and then they, they fall down and they fall to that next lower level. And then you have people that completely excel and they end up at the highest level. And then you have the next level above that and you still have that, you have the exact same range of mentalities in there. So it really just comes down to the person, whatever your values are. So whether you can say that's, you know, the way that they were raised or if that's just coded into you from when you're born, I don't know, but you know, it's, it, it just varies so widely from every different range of life. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. You can't stereotype people, especially based on their, um, their income or the family's wealth, wealth level. I remember in high, between high school and college, I dated two girls, both of their families uh, were millionaires and I'm living the ghetto in Scarborough. It's like, Clearly, you know, their, their, their values are not what, what you would typically think, oh, millionaire girls, they must be snobby, whatever, whatever. I'm like, no, these, you wouldn't know it. By, you wouldn't know it if you met them. Right. Those, those are like the kind of people I, I hung out with when I was younger. Cause like they were, they were just more grounded, like more realistic people. And it's just like, you, you just want to surround yourself with people that will have work ethic. Right. And like, again, like, you know, me coming, like me growing up, like, you know, fairly well off, like. I, I take a lot of pride in what I've been able to build because I, I like I had a good I had a good upbringing and everything, but I didn't have like I wasn't handed a job on a silver platter. Like I don't work for my family business. I don't I wasn't given, you know, free stuff. I wasn't given anything really like any any major advantages. I I like I went to school. I worked for school. I paid off debts. I got a job you know, and it was all, it was, none of it had anything to do with, with my, with my family and their connections. Everything that I've earned and that I've accomplished in my career has come from stuff that I've done and stuff that I've worked for. So like, for me, that gives me like a great sense of accomplishment because I, I know that everything I have is because of me and it's not, it's not just piggybacking off of, off of, you know, what my parents have or what my, 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 my relatives have and stuff like that. I think that's exactly what's missing with the people that are complaining. It's like they don't realize that it's the struggle that if you get past the struggle, the reward is incredible. And it shapes your personality. It shapes your work ethic. And you just want more of it. It makes you appreciate it too, man. Like I, yeah. I, I think about like my, my first Ford Ranger, like I worked all summer, <laughs> I worked all summer at a factory, like, the, like in 60 degree heat, running a jackhammer, like 70 hours a week for like 10 bucks an hour. To buy that truck and it was eight thousand dollars and i was so proud of that thing like I, I like i drove that truck for eight years love that thing i literally drove it until i sold it for two hundred dollars because it was just like falling apart mm -hmm. <laughs> but like it was it was great right because i i worked my ass off for it and then you have like i look at other people who just get like handed a brand new escalade and you know they get in a fender bender and they damage the bumper and it gets fixed and like oh well, that sucks whatever and they get it repaired whereas like me, I was so careful with my car because I'm like, I paid for this. If I damage it, I got to fix it. And, you know, I'm thinking how long that takes and how much work that is. And like, so it just, it's just a different mentality, man. It's like, in my opinion, it really is like those little things, like just learning how to work, learning how to work for stuff and, and like appreciating the value of money. Like it's like some of the traders that I follow, 
um, you know, guys that guys that I've seen make half a million dollars in a day, they have a, a stack of like a hundred dollars in like one or five dollar bills on their desk, just so that they can like see that and like see what the real value of money is. Because they they say like you know if you're just in your computer too long, you get disconnected from what a dollar really is. Yeah, no, that's true, but it's but it's true though. It's like um, I think at the beginning of everything, it's just a switch of mentality, right? Because it's like if you if you think it's not fair and you're stuck on this not fair thing, then you keep thinking that's the problem. And you keep, you keep trying to solve that problem, which is unsolvable. Now, if you accept that that's not a problem, that's just the way it is, then your mind's going to go on to the next problem, which is, well, if that's the way it is, then how do I do what, it, what I need to do regardless, right? It's like that live fit guy. He's like, he didn't say it's, it's not fair that I grew up in the ghetto or my parents are poor. He's like, well, I'm poor and I live in the ghetto. What can I do? Like, yeah. Once you change that, once you switch that mindset, then your eyes are open. Then you're starting to look for opportunity, you know, looking for ways to create opportunity and then change things. Yeah, I think it, it really, you know, it's, it's really comes down to the simplest thing for me, which is just not at least trying not to compare yourself to other people. Like that, Cause that's, that's always, you, you don't know what anybody else's situation is. And like, like, I think, I think a lot of people get sucked into that where they see like, especially like especially when you're in your twenties and you're growing up and stuff like that, you know, you, you see all your friends that you went to school with and, you know, you see your buddy who was like, okay, maybe he didn't get as good grades as you, but now all of a sudden he's bought a house and you still can't afford a car because he has a great job. And it's like, you kind of, you kind of start getting into this trap where you're looking at other people and comparing yourself to them. And it kind of like, it can kind of like bring you down a little bit. Like for the, the biggest thing for me was like when I was, when I was in college and stuff like that, like I kind of fell into that trap with bodybuilding Cause I used to like, I, like when I first start when I first started bodybuilding, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to be Mr. Olympia. Like I, I literally, I was, you know, I was 20, 21 years old. And I, I remember I saw a picture of Jay Cutler and he, I was just like, I was like, I'd never seen that before. I was like blown away. I just like the picture of his quad stomp from 2009. Yeah. 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 Legendary picture. I saw that photo and like, I'd, ne- I'd literally like never really worked out before. I'd just done really light stuff, played hockey, whatever. I saw that picture. I was like, I need to look like this guy. <laughs> like, I just loved it. I was like, I need to look like this guy. And like from like from right then, I was like full on, like, okay, like training every day, like eating like crazy, like sleeping like crazy, you know, just getting all my supplements in, like doing everything I could because I was like, like I just lived and breathed bodybuilding for like years while I was in college. And I was like, I need to look like this guy. And like after, you know, and then I'd see like, I'd go on Instagram and I'd see guys like, you know, like Reagan Grimes or like, uh, you know, like Nick Walker, like these other guys. And it's like, I see these guys who are like my age or younger than me and they're already competing at the pro level. And they're already like, you know, 50 pounds of muscle more than me. And it's just like, just like, it's really like soul crushing. Cause you're like, you're like, shit, I want to be like these guys. And like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? And like, you're just trying to do everything you can to get to that level. And like, you know, it was, it was, you know, years down the road of trying to do this. And like, I'm at the point now where, you know, I'm 29 and like, I'm, I, I'm, you, you just kind of get to a point where you're like, okay, you know what? Like it, it drove me nuts for a long time. And then I got to the point where I was like, you know what? Like, I know I'm never going to be that big. Like I just genetically, like, I just, I can't get to that size. I'm never going to be on, on the Olympia stage. Like I've accepted that and I'm okay with that. And once I, once I got to that point, it made, it made my, my bodybuilding career a lot more fun. Like it wasn't, it wasn't so much like a frustration. Like I was like grumpy all the time. Cause I wasn't making as much progress and like, you know, six months would go by and I felt like I never, I didn't get that much bigger, that much stronger. 
And I, like, I was just always kind of like, ups, like grumpy about it. And then once I accepted that, like, okay, the, re the reality is, you know, how many people are, are on that stage? You got like, what, 15 guys in the whole world out of everybody that goes to the gym who are at that level? Like, okay, realistically, like, what are the odds that genetically I can get to that size? Like, they're, they're basically not, like, you're, you're zero, right? Like, you're just never going to get to that size. So, like, I accepted that. And now, now the goal becomes, okay, like, can I get a little bit bigger than last year? Can I get a little bit stronger than I was last week? And it's literally just me, like, doing my thing. I'm getting a little bit bigger. I'm seeing little bits of progress, uh, you know, and I love it. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm getting... I'm getting better. Like I look a little bit better. I look at pictures of me from two years ago and I'm like, yeah, like I'm getting bigger. Like this is, you know, it's fun. Like I'm, 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 I'm at my, I'm at my level and I'm happy and I'm still, I'm still working as hard as I can to get better. And, you know, I'll just take it as far as I can. But I, I, I accepted that whatever my level is, is going to be what my level is. Like, I'm not trying to get to that level. And I think the same thing goes with with business and finances and stuff like that. Like there's always going to be somebody bigger and stronger. There's always going to be somebody richer who has more stuff than you. Like, you know, not everybody can be Elon Musk and be worth $200 billion. I mean, that's just the reality. So if you're trying to constantly compare yourself to someone, like you can be making a half million dollars a year and be miserable. Cause you're like, well, somebody else is making a million dollars a year. Right. <laughs> well, if you're going to compare yourself to someone, don't be Elon Musk. He's like <laughs> fucking Thomas Edison, like once in a fucking. <laughs> yeah. People do though. Right. Like they see, like they see, they see him building these giant yachts and all this stuff. It's like. Yeah. Comparing is bad. I got an anecdote for you. So the gym that I, uh, I work at now, um, the owner, he's got, he's got one main um, investor who had a partner years ago. And that partner always lived outside of his means. The guy made like $10 million by the time he was in his late 30s. But he always lived outside of his means. He hung out. So he, his net worth was in like the 10 to 15 million. But he hung out with guys who was in the hundreds and two hundreds millions. And then when they would fly, they would fly private jets. So then he would fly private jets. So while my buddy's investor would be like, you know, we'll fly business class. This guy's chartering private jets for his family. You know, you know a $10,000 vacation, he's spending forty, fifty, dollars $100,000 on. Yeah, and so like at the end of the at the end of the the story was like the main investor is very well off, but his partner's like broke at the end of the story. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you see that a lot too, right? It's, it, you said it's just living living within your means, right? Like, there's there's I, I think I, I think I've talked about this before, but just really quick before we wrap up here, like there was there's a lot of people like again that I went to school with who they were they were renting everything, so like they're they're spending all this money to send their kids to school. And, you know, they're driving like their, you know, the G wagon and they have a Mercedes and, you know, all these nice cars and they have this, you know, massive mansion, like right in the city and all this stuff. And they don't own anything like, like, like I knew some people where their, their parents were renting their furniture, they were renting their TVs, like they had nothing. And they were, they were literally like living paycheck to paycheck just to uphold this image and this lifestyle. So it's like, like like when, when, when you talk to them, it's like, why would you do that to yourself? You, you know, like, how are you going to retire? How are you ever going to like, you're, you're going to have to go from living this life to downsizing and living in like a tiny little apartment when you retire, like it's going to suck or, but like in their mind, it's like, well, why would I save and invest everything and have all this stuff 30 years from now or 20 years from now when I'm tired and old, when I could just have it now. And it's like, okay, like I can see both sides of it, but like, some people just stretch themselves so thin trying to get to that point. I mean, it's, 
like it's super super stressful to live that way i i could never do it like every like i buy everything cash like if i can't afford it i can't afford it like that's the that's that's the way it is except for i have a sabi yeah i'm the same the car is the only thing i've ever bought the only time i've ever bought a car was this one and i've had to make payments the other one's always like used off lease paid off and like yeah. you know i didn't want that stress yeah i hate payments <laughs> all right that's it goons thanks for watching uh see you again